0: Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this episode, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from Patreon.com. You can join and receive mail from my desk or from my Disneyland trips. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast. And the e-ticket patrons Tania, Eric Daniels, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Monica Seats Vega, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons Serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noelle Bruning, Patty Woolen, Angela Reynolds, and Aaron Moran. B-Ticket patrons, the Disney Rewind podcast, Jeff and Paige Orton, and Joshua and Exorable Tosh Bell. And the A ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angel de and the All Aboard podcast. You can also sign up for my new newsletter for a chance to get some postcards delivered by the USPS to your mailbox. I am your host, your post host, Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the entrance to Adventureland. You can see guests walking towards the Adventureland sign, and also Goofy with Mickey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie all headed towards Main Street. On the back it reads, Adventureland Safari. Goofy, Mickey Mouse, and Donald Duck's nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, returned with an elephant's tusk as a memento of their safari through Disneyland's Adventureland jungle. It's postmarked june twentieth, nineteen sixty two, with the Los Angeles cancel and a three cent purple Liberty postage stamp, Scott number ten thirty five. I assume they visited the park on Monday, june eighteenth, nineteen sixty two, when park hours were from nine AM to midnight. The weather was a high of seventy nine and a low of fifty six. Park attendance that day was twenty four thousand six hundred and eleven. It's addressed to Linda Bartlett of Highland, Indiana. It reads six eighteen sixty two. Hi Linda. We went to Disneyland. We went on a lot of rides and went through a lot of places. We went to Knott's Berry Farm too. We had a lot of fun. Debbie. Since tomorrow, September 10th, 2023 is Tiki Land Day, I thought it would be fun to look at the history of the Tahitian Terrace. Debbie could have experienced a Tahitian Terrace since it opened sometime in June of 1962. The restaurant came out of the idea of making the Enchanted Tiki Room a restaurant and show. The original sponsor for the Tiki Room was planned to be Stouffer's, but that changed when there wouldn't be a menu needed for the attraction. The Tiki Room was also placed next to the pavilion. As mentioned in episode 184 and 185 of this podcast, the Plaza Pavilion building straddled both Main Street and Adventureland. The addition of the Tiki Room led to an opportunity to upgrade the Plaza Pavilion. Imagineers began working on a restaurant for the area with some themed entertainment. The Tahitian Terrace was built, with one of the rarest trees as a centerpiece. A Disney dendron was planted and wasn't to Walt's liking, so he asked for the tree trunk to be elongated and it grew to become a 35 foot tall tree in less than a year. Walt also wanted a waterfall curtain. Looking at some press photos used in the Vacation Line magazines, there was an area on the stage with a waterfall curtain that could open and close to show a performer to the audience. There is also a description of lighting the water and using fire effects on the water, similar to what we see during Fantasmic and World of Color at the parks today. Great news! Enfield Post is back up on Etsy. Grabbing some vintage stamps is a great way to plus your mail. Whether you're trying to match the color of your postcard or envelope, or adding a theme stamp to the back of your mail, be sure to check out Enfield Post. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has a horse-drawn streetcar heading towards Town Square. In the background, you can see the Matterhorn, and if you look closely behind some trees, you can see Monsanto's House of the Future. On the back, it reads, Horse-drawn streetcar. The leisurely pace of Disneyland's horse-drawn streetcar keynotes the atmosphere of Main Street as guests enjoy a trip around the plaza and glimpse the magnificent Matterhorn. It's postmarked June 27, 1962, with an Anaheim cancel. And an upside-down three-cent purple Liberty postage stamp, Scott number 1035. I assume they visited the park on Tuesday, June 26, 1962, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 83 and a low of 55. Park attendance that day was 25,812. It's addressed to Mrs. F. Helton, and Daughter, of Oakland, California. It reads, Hi, seeing Disneyland today. Fun, but my feet are tired. From Kevin Karen, When the Tahitian Terrace opened, it was the first dinner theater at the park. Also, it would be the finest dining option until the Blue Bayou opened five years later. There were no reservations, but there were specific times guests would need to arrive to have dinner and see the show. The entire dining experience would last for around 30 minutes. The menu options included a Monte Cristo sandwich, a pineapple boat filled with a turkey salad, topped with sliced oranges, coconut, and almonds, a combo platter with barbecue pork ribs, fried shrimp, vegetables, and Cantonese rice, or a sirloin steak marinated in teriyaki sauce. The specialty drink was a planter's punch, non-alcoholic, of course. Finally, the dessert options were raisin ice cream, coconut pineapple ice cream, Tahitian rainbow ice cream, or Polynesian rum cake. There was also a fruit salad, which made the top 12 food items from a book entitled The Disneyland Book of Lists. The show performed at the Tahitian Terrace was a combination of live music, dancing, and firewalkers. The performers were known as the Royal Tahitian Dance Troupe, guests were given complimentary lays, and the entire experience was table service, a step up from most dining experiences in the park. The Tahitian Terrace was so popular they began offering lunch during the busy seasons, but the performances only happened for evening dining. Eventually, the Stouffer sponsorship ran out, and Kikomen took over sponsoring the restaurant. Looking at the summer 1980 edition of Vacation Line magazine, there's an article about the terrace but focused on the sponsor and the history of soy sauce. Concluding with this sentence, a happy note for Weight Watchers, soy sauce has only 12 calories per tablespoon compared to 100 or more in a tablespoon of oil or butter. The Tahitian Terrace closed in Disneyland on April 17, 1993 to make room for Aladdin's Oasis. Although there is still a Tahitian Terrace in Hong Kong Disneyland, it does not have any entertainment during guest meals. Disneyland did revive the Tahitian Terrace for a special event in 2012 with a ticketed price of $260. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by paper artist Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has a view of Cannon Beach. You can see a large rock formation in the water, and on the beach over a dozen seagulls. It's postmarked August twenty-fourth, 2023 with a Portland, Oregon cancel and an R2-D2 forever postage stamp, Scott number 5574. It reads, Greetings from the most magical place on the Oregon coast. Cannon Beach is my favorite small coastal town, and the best part is that it's located only an hour and a half from my home. I visit often. Write soon, your friend, Julie. Thank you so much for the postcard, Julie. I have been to Oregon so many times, but I've never made it to the coast. Most recently I was in Ashland, but usually I fly into Portland and travel down through Corvallis and Eugene. I always check for different antique stores when I'm up there, and I always walk into Powell's City of Books. I guess on my next trip I should head over to the coast and try an afternoon on the beach. I'll be writing everyone soon, as my travel season has already started. I'm recording this week's episode and next week's episode early, as I will be away from my Disney office for almost two weeks. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be helpful to share your favorite episode to a friend or on social media. There are over 200 to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sent from disneyland you can find me on instagram and facebook at sent from disneyland or on twitter at sent from disney for questions and comments send me a postcard address to sent from disneyland po box 44 hood california 95639 this podcast is not affiliated with disney the united states postal service or any post office or disney properties Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Scent from Disneyland podcast. You should go sometime. Where? Tahiti. It's a magical place.